All right, so this episode of Hey, Don't Touch That is brought to you by the Greenhouse Salad Eatery in or Health Eatery in Edmonton. Guys, it's COVID, it's lockdown time, and you still don't feel like uh, cooking. So what you can do is you can go to www.egh.ca. You can pick up all your meals there. You can pick it up directly. Uh, you know, support local. You don't go to your, don't go to the Skip Dishes or any meal delivery app. Um, Gegh uh, Greenhouse makes it super easy for you guys. They offer ten meals for a hundred dollars, so that's like ten bucks a meal. You can freeze them, heat them up whenever you like, and it's something super healthy and something you can eat. So obviously you can eat it anyway. So check it out: www.egh.ca. Looks like we made it. Welcome to episode six. Episode six, right? Like this is legit. I know we talked yeah. about it before. We're episode six of Hey, don't touch that. I'm your host, co-host Brian. Joined here with Jordan. And uh, yeah, this is uh, an interesting episode. Nice change up for us because the last two episodes had guests, and this one we this is just Jordan and I. You're gonna have to put up with our senseless bullshitting and. Got a pretty exciting episode planned, Jordan. Any new? We got a our normal. Uh, it's week two of our our new segment. We also have a new segment we're going to premiere called Fan Questions, where you actually got our friends, or sorry, <laughs> I mean our listeners, to submit as questions for us to answer. Hey. Yeah, you know what? That was a brutal first minute of you talking, but anyway. Uh... As far as the episode number, I feel you being an accountant, you can't count. Like, this is easily number six. I don't know how you forget that. We haven't done too many of them. Yeah, okay. Number so anyway, still anyway, it is episode six. <laughs> we have, six. yeah, I feel it's going to be a great segment called fan questions. Well, it's not like unheard of to have fan questions, but because they're mostly our friends. Hey, they're not some our friends, they're listeners. That's random right, listeners. listeners. They're random listeners that have emailed into the show. <laughs> yeah. And if you uh, want to be a part of this segment, guys, you can email us. The address is hey, don't touch that pod at gmail.com. But there's no exclamation point after hey, like you and make it no, sound. And there's no, um, what's that thing called? Apostrophe. Yes, apostrophe. There's no apostrophe because you can't put an apostrophe in an email address. Anyway. Oh. I digress. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, let's start. Let's like get right into it. Let's go to our first segment, and that is what normally. Our first segment is our podcast beer review. All right, Jordan. So, how does the podcast beer review work? Well, it normally works as we'll each review uh, one beer. We'll open it right now. We'll say the name and what it is. Uh, we'll drink it through the episode, and then uh, at the end, we'll give a. Nice little review on it and what we think on our I own think, scales. Yes, our own scales. I legitimately think we can get someone to sponsor this segment. They could pay for our drinking habit slash get a good plug. And it's a natural way to get your essential business out there, namely a liquor store. But I digress. Yeah. 
Yeah, we gotta what? find someone to sponsor this segment. <laughs> okay, what are you drinking this week? Okay, I'm gonna drink. Uh, it's called Rogue's Roost. I think that's the brewery. Rogue's uh, Roost. Yeah, Rogue's Roost. It's from uh, PEI. Interesting. From out east. Yeah, it is an an IPA. Oh, La- wow. Uh-oh. It's labeled a strong beer. <laughs> Six percenter. This would floor Brian, but for me, it's probably just going to be a drop in the bucket. Are you sure you should have got that? You realize what IPA means, right? Yeah. Indian Pale Ale. Do you know what is uh, the signature characteristic of the Indian Pale Ale? I'm going to say hops. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want to tell our, uh, our listeners, usually I have to ask you, if you're in my house, fixing my house, I have to ask you, hey, do you want a hoppy beer or do you want a regular beer? And what's your usual answer to that? My usual answer is regular beer, okay, but so you, like I will drink the hoppy beers. I just don't enjoy them as much. Okay, so you're except you know what? That's not true. In the winter, I do enjoy more hoppiness. Uh, makes me feel fuller. Interesting. But in the All summer, right. you gotta you gotta drink those light beers, those Coors <laughs> slices. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's a Rogue's Roost. I'm just gonna read you a little expert excerpt from the back here. Uh, the treasure you're holding carries on this tradition, brewed with toasty English malts. Herbal and spicy UK hops and English ale yeast. This well-balanced traditional IPA delivers two complex flavors that stand out from the pack, just like history's legendary rogues. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll give that a go. It's a tall can, so yeah. I'm not usually down with the tall cans as we discussed, but uh, we'll give her. All what right. are you drinking today? So this week. I'm drinking Tree Brewing Company. Strong. Vertically. (laughs) (laughs) Strong beer. You're damn right that's strong. They're vertical winter ale. So this is, in my opinion, I think this is Tree Brewing's knockoff version of Granville Island's uh, Lion's Winter Ale because it is also a beer with vanilla. And that's the distinctive feature of the Granville Island Lion's uh, winter ale so so this is the knockoff this is either the knockoff or this was something that lion's winter ale stole or uh granville island brewing stole i think this is a knockoff though but we'll see how it uh it tastes it is a five percenter as you would uh, call it also in the tall cans oh that's light work light work <laughs> light work baby <laughs> all right so uh cheers cheers Hey, before we get into our next segment here, uh, I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure it was the Chinese food I had last night, but I'm so gassy today. Yeah. So I'm just warning anywhere, everyone who's listening that if you hear loud farts, I may have shit my pants. <laughs> I'm oh, not sure. Talk- oh, okay, so... Um- I wasn't gonna mention. I might this. be Brian. I might be Brian. I might shit my pants today. <laughs> so my, uh, so my extended family or my uh, new in-law family, Ooh. new and Salish's family. So they listen to this, and nobody can stand the toilet humor. They're just like, "Yo, can you go with one episode, not talking about shit or something?" And I just found it odd. I was like, "Man, I'm this is like I don't get why people don't talk about shit." Is that is that like a taboo subject in your family? Well, no, because I'm a plumber. <laughs> it's basically my livelihood. So I need to talk about it. Hey, we have friends. I'm not going to name names that used to have a poo knife. What? 
wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. Well, actually, I don't know if he used to have a poo knife or he had a good friend that had a poo knife. What's a poo knife? But I guess it's like a, literally a knife you keep by the toilet. And if the poo gets too big, you cut it. Okay, that's disgusting. Yeah, I know. It's pretty <laughs> It's pretty out there. That's but I guess like as a plumber, I kind of appreciate it. You got to cut that up. You can't have a, those huge bombers going down the toilet. <laughs> Oh, or you'll be calling, or you'll be calling me for a toilet auger to fix your toilet. No, no, we'd be calling our sponsor, Kryptonite Plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they choose their. Uh, they're one of those businesses that choose their customers. They choose their customers choose wisely. Yeah. Exactly. No, on that note, though, yeah, they were like, "Don't talk about your shit." I'm like, "Okay, I'll try not to," but it's weird because growing up, that was literally one of the things my dad would ask me, "Yo, did you shit today?" Literally in Chinese, "Wait, yama osia," and that means, "Hey, <laughs> did you shit?" I was just like, yeah, okay. It's just weird. You would always know when dad was going because the, the fan would be blasting and then he's just kind of <laughs> in there. But uh, anyway, on that note, it was a good weekend. I actually reinstalled that bidet slash diaper sprayer that we have. So Nice. Uh, our friend James, who we had on uh, the episode, of, I think two episodes ago or three episodes ago now, he uh, sent me a picture of the bidet he just installed. Hmm. I think he got the Tushy brand one. Oh, is that the one you have? No, I got like the Amazon oh, okay, basic okay. one. But man, like I've been telling people for a little bit now, once you get a bidet, you just can't go back. You can't. Like no. I've I've told people and it's true. I honestly don't know if I know how to wipe my own ass anymore. <laughs> like properly. Yeah. Like the water just does all the work and I just tap dab dry. It's perfect. Dab it dry, yeah. No, I, I definitely appreciate that the bidet for you just there's some days right just some i would have appreciated the bidet during surgery for sure <laughs> yeah clean yeah. hose you down the bidet is definitely underrated if you guys don't have a bidet or some form of a bidet i would totally recommend it although again so underrated that you may not be able to shit in public without one all right yeah well, it's getting to that point what it's getting to that point for me where <laughs> i almost have to save it for home I'm like Finch from American Pie. <laughs> I just can't go in public anymore. Not out of fear. It's out of the luxury of the bidet. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta get that thing. You gotta get that uh you gotta get that spray. So there you go. I'm uh you're welcome. And I'm sorry, Selena and Taylor, but that's just that's just what we have to talk about. I think it's an Asian thing. Um anyway, <laughs> I digress. All right. Let's get to our next uh our next segment, and that's so about Last week. Okay, so so about the last week. This is our our current event news segment. So we've got a couple few stories here that both Jordan and I want to talk about. So why don't you get us the first segment, Jordan? The first yeah, uh, I think news story. Our first uh, news story slash topic we're going to talk about is uh, last night there were there was a UFC card. Uh, there was two fights in particular we're going to talk about. The card overall was awesome for anyone who watched. But there was two fights on there that we're particularly going to talk about. One was the co-main event. It was Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you want to call it a surprising result. Um, but Charles Oliveira pretty much dominated Tony Ferguson for three rounds. Yeah. I, okay, so... Really, this is a really <laughs> shitty thing to admit. I didn't watch the fight per se, but great. Yeah, but you guys live uh, live tweeted it in our chat that we were part of. 
I don't think I was super. I kind of had a feeling something like this was going to happen though for Ferguson. It's kind of I think leading up to it, it was your classic. I think that for a guy that was so dominant, you he he always there always comes to that point like father as they say father time is undefeated. And it always comes to that point where they lose one. It's like the first loss, and it's so surprising although in Ferguson's case it wasn't super surprising it was very you can see it happening but he lost to Gaethje that last uh the last fight for the interim title for his interim um lightweight championship belt so you're like okay well I wonder how he's gonna come back he's not a young guy so I had a feeling that they're giving him Charles Oliveira who in his last fight beat Kevin Lee Kevin freaking Lee, man. I know Kevin Lee's been on a bit of a rough, had a rough stretch lately, but he's still a, a pretty elite fighter. I think he, he gave uh, Ferguson fits in their last fight until Ferguson beat him. He was also fighting Ferguson with staff. Anyway, I just think that this was kind of that perfect. <laughs> it reminded me of the second Anderson Silva-Chris Weidman fight. Hey? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I don't know if it was so much as Ferguson looking bad. Uh, which I think Anderson in this his second fight just obviously wasn't the same. Yeah. But uh, Oliveira just did what he wanted, uh, and that art there was an armbar in I think it was the end of the first round. Yeah. That should have ended the fight. Like if you saw it live, I thought he broke his arm. Like his arm bent all the way backwards. Definitely, if he didn't break it, something tore in there. That yeah. was ridiculous. And then. Uh, they were saying, yeah, Tony's like shaking out his arm, but I'm pretty sure he just kept using it after. So that's crazy. regardless of that, like, I guess no one's going to question how tough he is, but that was ridiculous. So here's my question. Do you think like it was easier for Oliveira to fight Ferguson after knowing Ferguson was beat quite handily uh, against Gaethje? Like, do you think there's that mental like, oh, yeah, he's not that good? Oh, like, yeah. I Silva. I think so for sure. Yeah. Uh, like, like, listen, I'm not a fighter by any means, so uh, I'm probably not the best to ask this question. But yeah, like Oliveira just watched Ferguson get beat by Justin Gaethje uh, in a totally different way, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that just shows how confident Oliveira is in his yeah. skill set. Um, and for someone who's been around for a long time and still being a young guy, uh, it's exciting. I mean, I had to have another contender in that division. Yeah, uh, it's nice. He's he's only thirty. He's thirty one years old, so he's hitting his prime, and it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's nuts. Yeah, he's been around the UFC forever, so it's kind of nice seeing the guy. I guess this is it. Yeah. He's kind of this is his prime. This is going to be, I think, the start of his run, if it didn't mm-hmm. already start. So anyway, tough break for Tony Ferguson. He's he's honestly, I think he was one guy who constantly he gets screwed per se, but he had a lot of bad luck, especially with yeah. the Khabib fights falling through, and then COVID hitting. And yeah, I think the biggest shame out of the whole uh, this whole thing, especially with him losing now this time, like having two losses back to back, is we'll never we'll never ever see that Khabib Ferguson fight. Yeah. Well, probably never gonna see. Yeah. Um, and regardless of who you thought was gonna win, it would have been a pretty good fight, I think. Especially after all the anticipation over the years. Yeah, it might might let you down. It's but that that being said, would you pay to see? Would you still want to see Khabib versus Ferguson? Oh, yeah, I would for sure. 100%. Yeah, same here. This reminds me of, I don't know, so I'm not a huge Guns N' Roses fan, but they had that album called, uh, I think it was Chinese Democracy or whatever, and they kept putting it putting it off, putting it off, and they finally, finally it happened, and I don't think people liked it that much. I don't know. There's nope. going to be so much anticipation. I think the Ferguson and Khabib fight, if it ever happens, it can only let us down now more yeah. than ever. Probably. Uh, 
Yeah, anyway, the next fight uh, was uh, the championship fight for the the little guys, the 135ers. 125. Was it 125? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the 125ers. Uh, It was Denison Figueredo. Figueredo? Figueredo. Mm. Uh, The champion, anyway, (laughs) uh, against Brandon Moreno. And that was a really good fight. It was a majority draw, um, but probably a majority draw only because of the uh, point taken away to uh, Figueredo in the third for the groin shot. Oh, wow. For a monster groin shot. Oh, um, did he get a warning or no? No, he didn't get a warning, but uh, Moreno was in pretty... Like, it definitely... They were saying on the broadcast to commentators that uh, if there's a groin shot like that, that drastically looks like it's going to alter the fight, then the ref has the ability to take the point away without the warning. Oh, wow. I think that's what it was. So, anyway, he took the point away. Uh, but it was a back-and-forth fight. And uh, I guess regardless of you, who you really thought won, uh, it looks like, from what Dana White said, that we're going to be able to see the fight again. So uh, it looks like they're going to have a rematch here at some point. Okay, so second question. Does anybody care? Because the two best guys in that division, or those two best guys at that in that uh, weight class, don't fight in the UFC anymore. Yeah, name name value wise, I don't think people care. But like entertainment wise, what's not to like? It like by far, by far it was the most entertaining fight of the night. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to like? Those guys can, they were doing everything. Everything. It wasn't just a stand and bang fight. They're doing takedowns. Um, they're grappling a little bit. They're just throwing bombs at each other. <laughs> so yeah, I would like to see it again. All right, I would. I'll. I'll try to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll try to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll go to our next uh, topic here. Uh, late last week, uh, Disney released their. Uh, Basically, their upcoming projects and uh, uh, movies, TV shows coming out. And it is pretty impressive. I'm just going to like run through a list of them. Okay. So, of course, Disney owns Marvel. So, they're going to release WandaVision. Uh, that's like coming out January 15th. Sorry, it looks what's like. it called? WandaVision. So, that's uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision from oh. uh, The Avengers. It's their little spinoff TV series. Okay. Uh, there's going to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They Who's got the Falcon. Oh my God. Did you watch the Avengers? Dude, I, okay. So for, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I watched the Avengers, the first one and okay. I didn't watch everything else. Okay. Anyway, the Falcons pretty much, he was like Captain America's sidekick. Okay. Uh, he's played by Anthony Mackie. Okay. I liked him in the show and he's teaming up with the Winter Soldier who is played by, I think Sebastian Stan. So the trailer got the Black trailer Black. got released. Uh, yeah, exactly, and it looked awesome. So excited for that. Uh, there's a Loki show coming out. Okay, uh, that's Is this good. Still starring Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom Hiddleston's gonna be in it. Uh, there's a Hawkeye uh, show premiering in late fall. He's the guy that shoots the arrows, right? Yeah, that's right. I think he was played by that guy that played that was in uh, Firefly, right? Uh. No, he's played. Well, I don't know. It was uh, Jeremy Renner in Firefly? I think so. I'm going to double check. I think he was the white guy that was uh, married to the. He was the pilot in Firefly. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Okay. And then let's see what else. As far as movies goes, 
they announced a Moon Knight, She-Hulk, a new Miss Marvel. Uh, what else is on here? Guardians of Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus. Fuck. Yeah, look at that. So there's a lot coming out. They also uh, gave an update. There's a third Ant-Man film. There's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, there's the Black Panther 2 coming out, and I guess they will not recast Chadwick Boseman. So who's who's going to be the Black Panther? Well, I don't... We'll have to wait and see. It's not coming out till July 22nd. But I think the rumor is, like, the mantle will go to his sister, Shuri, okay. in the show. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're definitely not going to make a new... A new... Cast a new Black Panther, so that's good. Okay. Uh, I guess that's good for most... I think most people didn't want to see you recast it. And then, uh, yeah, they're also developing a new Fantastic Four movie, which I think is going to be pretty, pretty highly anticipated by most. Really? Because the first two, nobody cared. Yeah, nobody cared. But uh, this one, because it's under like this whole MC, the new MCU, like the okay. cinematic universe, I think they're pre- pretty much expecting another knockout. Okay, so can you clarify something for me? So I'm not a huge comic book nerd right now. I used to, like when I was a kid, I liked comic books. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the MCU and the other? So you know, there's the Spider-Man movies that had Chad Kroger's song in it and told me. Oh, uh, so the Sony, yeah. yeah so there was uh, the MCU, the Disney MCU, and then Sony had the rights to certain shows. Right. They definitely had Spider-Man, uh, and I think it was. Fox or somebody that had the X-Men. I'm not sure, but they got X-Men back, I think. But Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man. And then they loaned Spider-Man for the Avengers shows. Uh, but now, we'll get into this now. They're going to do... Uh, I guess they're letting Marvel basically take over the production. I don't. I think don't, Sony still has a part to do with it. Okay, so back up. So, so what you're trying to say is those earlier superhero movies, so Spider-Man... The X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman, those didn't yep. occur in the same universe as like the Marvel comic ones, the, like Iron Man no. and Avengers. Okay. No, not at all. Like Tom Holland's Spider-Man yeah. is the Spider-Man of this current universe that they're okay. Mar- Marvel movie universe. But uh, this new Spider-Man movie coming out starring Tom Holland, they're doing that whole multiverse. I don't know if you saw the cartoon that's on Netflix. Oh. Uh, I think they're doing something like that because Tobey Maguire is supposed to be in it. Uh, Andrew Garfield, both guys who played Spider-Man recently or like in the past, they're in it. And then they're bringing back villains like Jamie Foxx, who was Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. He's in it as Electro. Uh, Alfred Molina, the guy who played uh, Dr. Octopus. He's he's supposed to be in it. Uh, Kristen Dunst and uh, Emma Stone, they're both going to be back in it. So it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty wild to see that one as well. Okay, I guess so. I thought so. I heard about this uh, these new Disney releases. I thought it was just a bunch of Star Wars movies, like or Star Wars. Comic okay, shows. yeah. And now, now I'm going to list you like the, for you Star Wars nuts. I know there's lots of you out there. Uh, it's a Obi Wan Kenobi. There's a series coming out, or possibly is it a movie? No, it's I think it's a series. A series. There's Star Wars: The Bad Batch. There's Star Wars. Andor starring Rogue One's Diego Luna. <laughs> Never seen Rogue One, but okay. H- Hayden Christensen is returning yeah. as Darth Vader in the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. There's uh, Star Wars Lando. It's a new event series. 
and visions what's that visions is an upcoming anime anthology <laughs> and then there's star wars movies rogue squadrons coming out Holy that's crap. directed by patty jenkins from wonder woman okay and then yeah there's what else is going on i think there's actually a couple more uh star wars shows based on um the mandalorian uh the mandalorian show that's out right now yeah it's uh the Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. So those okay. are those are some other shows. And then on top of that, there's a whole bunch of animation ones coming out. So uh, yeah. If you were to call yourself a fan of these franchises, you're a bigger Marvel fan than you are a Star Wars fan, eh? Hey? Oh, for sure. Like I, I I like watching The Mandalorian, which is on right now. Right. And I have watched the Star Wars show. Well, most of them, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, but I just never really got into it, never really followed it. Uh, our friend Lane, he's a big Star Wars nut. Uh, he can basically just tell me like the whole <laughs> the whole history, and I can get into the next movie if I really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I think I got to... St- I- so there's this podcast, I listen- this podcast series that I listen to other than this. It's called The Binge Mode. And they're yep. doing the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think I just need yeah. to watch those movies. I think I only watched the first Iron Man, Avengers, Black Panther, and I think that was it. That was hmm. it, yeah. So you're not really up to date on any of them. Definitely not. So it, it would definitely be worth a a watch. So the, the podcast I was listening to is going over the entire MCU or whatever wave they're on. and. Yeah. I really enjoy that podcast, so I was gonna start watching those movies again, or start watching those movies. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of movies to watch. Yeah, it, like I think um, during like a pandemic or something like a lockdown, like we're kind of in right now, now would be a good time if you're looking for something to catch up on. Just watch all the Marvel movies, and it probably kill a shitload of time. Yeah. Uh, and then just to close off this segment, there are or close off this like headline. There's two an- animated shows. That I just wanted to bring up because I, I think they're awesome. Uh, for anybody who's ever has a kid or has ever watched the show Cars, okay, uh, there is a new uh, Cars series coming out following Lightning McQueen and Mater. Who's Mater? I don't know. I know who Lightning McQueen is. Though. I've yeah, only seen the, the first car, one. Right? Yeah, and there's also a new Pixar movie coming out called Lightyear, and it's the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. Oh, okay. So, not Buzz Lightyear the toy, but the uh, Buzz Lightyear what the toy is based on, right? I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. Vo- it won't be voiced by uh, Tim Allen anymore. It's what? voiced by Chris Evans. Really? Yeah. Who's Chris Evans again? Chris Evans is uh, Captain America. Captain. Okay. 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 Formerly the Human Torch. <laughs> oh, so he's Captain America. Who's the guy that was in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, that's uh, Chris Pratt. Okay. Okay. I get the two mixed up two white guys okay cool yeah interesting uh yeah so our next headline is actually uh, we talked about last episode uh we're just going to give a quick update it's the nhl return to play right we talked we talked about the whole money squabble between the players and the escrow. owners we learned about escrow Thank we you. learned a little bit of, well yeah we learned a little bit about escrow uh apparently the whole money situation has been solved for okay. now uh, they've agreed uh, they're going to come back and play. They just got to figure out logistics and everything. Uh, it sounds like hopefully by January fifteenth we're back on the ice. They're not. Uh, I thought it was New Year's Day. No, like that's the original the original plan, but right. because of this whole little squabble, 
Uh, they're pushing it back a little bit, but it doesn't sound like there's going to be any exhibition games. Good. Uh, and they're talking about a 48 game season or a 56 game season. I hope 56. It'd be nice, but there's going to be new divisions. Yeah. And uh, so far, what they talked about is there's going to be an all Canadian division. Okay. Because of the whole border issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which will be pretty sweet for especially for one year. So that means we'll have like Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa all in the same division this year. So okay. for you uh, Maple Leafs fans, <laughs> you'll get to watch them play the Oilers. So do you think this this new layout for the NHL divisions for this one season benefits the Oilers or hurts them? I actually think it hurts them because uh, in the Pacific, though, like the California teams were all basically rebuilding and uh trying to get back to where they were like they they're all struggling yeah i think they're going to struggle this year uh so that division uh, i think they're those california teams get lumped in with vegas and colorado so those two teams will probably just kind of clean up in that division whereas uh edmonton calgary and vancouver they're all i think going to be good teams this year yeah and then toronto of course is going to be really good montreal made a lot of off-season changes where i think they're going to be good as well uh, Winnipeg, uh, who knows? Like they, they're probably gonna be really good. Uh, I don't know if, if their defense score gets better. They'll, they'll be up there. And then Ottawa, they've been rebuilding, but they got Matt Murray as their goalie. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're gonna be great this year, but that's still five out of seven teams for sure are gonna be competitive. So do you know how the playoff structure is gonna go there? No, I think the top four from each divisions are gonna go. Top four, okay. Mm-hmm. No more wild card like okay. last year, or so, sorry, two seasons ago. Last year was a bit different. But. So, do you think the Oilers could finish in the top four in this Canadian division? Uh, yes, I do actually. Like, who would they? Who would you take the Oilers ahead of? So, you listed some good teams there. Would you take the Oilers ahead of the Flames? Uh, yeah. I'm, regardless of what I think, I'm going to take them ahead of the Flames. Okay, so hate- unbiased. Like so seriously, because like, Calgary's Calgary's everyone shits on Calgary every year, but yeah. they actually have a, every year they've got a good team. Like every, I think un, unbiased. My my rankings for like that division are gonna be uh, uh, Calgary, Toronto, Edmonton. I think will be kind of tied for second, third. They'll they'll swap, uh, and then Vancouver. So Vancouver would be the best team out of those guys. No, no, Vancouver would be the fourth. Okay. Vancouver, they lost like their goal, like they they lost their uh, Markstrom this year, and yeah, uh, they lost a couple defensemen. They got saved by that trade at the very end where they got Nate Schmidt. I don't so, know who these guys are. yeah, I mean, uh, those are just my personal opinions on their rankings, how they'll go, but we'll see. Yeah, I uh, I gotta I gotta admit, I don't follow hockey as much as I used to. I follow them even le- I followed even less last year because. Yeah. The Oilers, uh, I had a f- we had a friend, a family friend that worked for the Oilers, and then he got fired by the Oilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like we laid, off, like, laid off just due to the times? or No, because Daryl Cage is upset fired? that the team is uh, not doing very well. So he had to make some changes. So he had to so he had to stop paying for sex, and he decided to lay off <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's hey Google it, man. This is not. Is a, it alleged? Is it alleged? No, no. It's he was uh, Daryl Cates was Michael Rappaport's sick fuck of the week one year. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, at a boy, at a boy, Daryl. But uh, yeah, no, he just it was just it was complete. Yeah, obviously he's my friend, so I'm not gonna 
be like, oh yeah, well the Oilers had a fair reason. No, I was, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, hey, you guys are, I gotta take a break from you guys. But mm-hmm. I guess like this, their 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 year long sabbatical is up. I will uh, begin cheering for them. Possibly even harder now that I'm in fucking Canucks country here. But yeah, so, yeah. You know, honestly, I don't know who I hate more, the the Canucks or the Flames. Like it's always been the Flames, but in the past like five years. Uh man, I fucking hate the Canucks. <laughs> so who's on the who's like who's on the Canucks? Don't you like their whole? I like anybody who wears that jersey. Really? What about sh- yeah? Who's that? Fucking the, hate him. The Swedish guy. Doesn't matter. The little Elias Swedish Peterson. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Peterson? They, they love him. Pedersen. Well, I know they love him, but fuck him. <laughs> they love that guy. They think he's like Connor McDavid. He, they think he's as good as Connor McDavid. I'll tell you that. I can tell you, you that know what? firsthand. Firsthand. I've heard Canucks about. Oh yeah, man. I wouldn't trade him for anybody in the league. It's just like, really? You wouldn't yeah. trade him for McJesus, 97? On our programs, number one in our hearts? You wouldn't trade him for him? Oh, yeah, no. So he's so he's annoying, right? Uh, you know what? Like, I I like him. Like, he's an awesome player. Like, I'd love to have him on our team. But just my rule of thumb, if you're wearing a Flames jersey or a Canucks jersey, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. Right. Sounds good. No time. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's it for our... Uh, headlines this week or yeah, topics so this week, week. For, so, that was, so that's all i think that's it for last week move on to this week right yeah it's a, right. It's a boring week it was a boring week last week <laughs> all right so let's uh get our first our next segment in it's our top three all right jordan why don't you let everybody know what the top three segment is and what uh well, how we do this okay our top three is we're gonna do a basically a top three list of a certain topic uh, this week's topic was actually uh, requested by email. That's right, Brian, right? Yeah, it's from our listener, Thomas. I think he uh, lives in Peachland. Nice. Interesting. Well, Thomas, Thomas from Peachland, he requested uh, a top three of our pro wrestlers. All right. Jordan uh, so, I... Go ahead. Yeah, so our top, our top three is going to be top three pro wrestlers not named The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, so this is the thing. Anytime you, like, at least guys, wrestling fans our age. Holy shit. Wrestling fans our age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously, those are the, they were, they were, it wasn't that they were the most popular guys because WWE pushed them so hard. They were legitimately the best guys. Like, like so if you didn't, if you left them off your list, it'd be, it would just be, like, I would know. They were they were legitimately my favorite wrestlers. So this is like the so we are gonna say excluding them because we're gonna assume that both Jordan and I will have them, and we're gonna be talking about the Rock and Stone Cold for number one and two. And uh, so yeah, we, and we should we should say that they in wrestling they were the total package. Yeah, they were not only awesome as characters, but they were actually good in ring wrestlers. Yeah, they could. They were good workers. Is, is they were the, good uh, workers, as you say in the biz, yeah, which we're not in. <laughs> but I don't know. I just uh, back to the excluding him. It's sort of like when you ask people, "Oh yeah, who's your favorite rappers of all time?" Everybody will start off, "Oh yeah, the Biggie and Tupac." So okay, we want to talk about Biggie and Tupac. We know they're awesome. So one way uh, Rappaport acts on his podcast got around with this is like top rappers, but they had to be living, right? So obviously, oh, you that's fair enough. Biggie or Tupac, because they're both allegedly not living. So. All right. Nice. Okay, Jordan. So I understand you wanted to go do a special uh, ranking. So you're not just a top three wrestlers. You're gonna modify yeah. this a bit. I am, uh, because I'm. I was a huge wrestling fan, and actually still kind of am in some ways. I don't watch it as much, but 
I still kind of follow it. I'm going to do top three wrestlers, um, and I have two different categories. I'm going to go top three strictly characters, like my three favorite characters. Uh, yeah, top three characters. And then the other one is going to be top three actual wrestlers slash workers, as we just said. Yeah. Uh, and those guys were, they were good characters, but they were more awesome to watch in the ring. Okay. Like, they knew what they were doing, and uh, through interviews I've heard, um, over the years that these guys were legitimately real, like r- really good wrestlers, yeah, yeah. some of which were actually like credentialed. So we'll get into that as we name our top threes. All right. Uh, but Brian, you let's start off with you. Okay. So You're my, just going to do a straight top three. Okay. My straight top three. So I'm going to start off number three. <laughs> I have to do it, man. I had, I thought about this, but number three, the Canadian crippler, Chris oh, okay. Benoit. I, fucking love Chris Benoit I, I I mean I hated him killing his family and stuff and I don't like I don't you know whatnot but god damn he was like he's one of he's legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers of all time I, I remember the day I found out I was in that he uh, died and then later on I found out he killed his family but I I was in Europe with my buddies and I think I was in it was either I was in a hostel I, knew that. I was either in Spain a brothel hostel not brothel oh. hostel Oh, I was in. Okay, I remember now. I was in Barcelona, and I think it was one of the worst days of my trip because I had uh, basically I got my backpack stolen because I just left it there because I got like a chump. I I, you know they got stolen, and then later on I found out that uh, Benoit died, and I was I was in a legit funk. I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? But Chris Benoit had it all, man. He uh, did the flying headbutt, the crippler crossface. I, I remember when he won the belt. Like, that was a... Do you remember that match? I do, yeah. Benoit, WrestleMania. It was Benoit, uh, Triple H, and HBK, the Heartbreak Kid. Yeah. And I, w- I remember leading up to that match, I was so pissed off because it was like, yo, they're going to do him dirty. They're just setting him up to lose. This is just like, why can't you just let this throw this guy a bone, right? Let him win. And then he won. I remember losing my shit. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah so... Chris Benoit, definitely number three. If I left him off, I uh, don't think I would be doing this list any justice. So, Chris Benoit. Yeah, he was awesome. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he does have a little bit of a darkness around him. A checkered past, but, uh, I would say. A checkered past. But uh, anybody who wants to, there's a, a show called Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. And he is, I believe, uh, season two yeah, finale one. or season one. Is he episode one of season two? Yeah. It's a double. It's a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good, uh, really good. I don't. I guess documentary or. Yeah, it's definitely a documentary. It's a really good account of the events, and uh, he was not like, again, not, not saying uh, what he did was right or wrong. Well, it definitely wasn't right. <laughs> uh, but he like this guy. He was basically brain damaged. Yeah. Uh, and steroid abuse probably. Yeah, man. Uh, he lived- affected him as well. Uh, and like they go through like the death of his good friend, uh, which <laughs> like he took super hard. Yeah. So it's a good it's a good documentary to watch, especially if you're a wrestling fan at all. Yeah. They have Owen Hart in there and some other guys. But yeah, okay. So your number three is Chris Benoit. Yeah. So I knew you were gonna put Chris Benoit in. How did you know your top three? Well, because we talk about him all the time. He's one of my <laughs> top three too. So I actually had him in my top three as a wrestler. Yeah. Straight wrestler to watch, but I made an asterisk beside him because I knew you were gonna pick him. 
So my replacement for Chris Benoit and my top three wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. What? You didn't like yeah, Eddie top- Guerrero the character? Just no, no, no. Like he, Eddie Guerrero was a great character too. Uh, he's not one of the. He's what? not one of like my. He didn't make my top three characters, but he's definitely a top three wrestler from the stamp of all the stuff he can do in the ring. Well, like he, when he was with uh, Chavo Guerrero, it was him. Hey, live whoa, whoa, whoa! Listen, you haven't even heard my top three characters okay. yet. Okay. Yeah. So you can't. Some of these guys I have in there, you can't just throw them aside. <laughs> all right. So I had to make two categories. Okay. Okay. So. So I mean, my top number three in the wrestler category is to watch in the ring. Eddie Guerrero. Was it Eddie Guerrero? Okay. He had a frog splash like no other. Yeah. The fi- was it no? It wasn't the five star. It was his was just the fi- frog splash, yeah, I believe, yeah. right? Uh, and he and he was a like he did so many agile moves as well. Yeah, that he was just super fun to watch. He also had a he, later on in his career he did the three amigos. Wasn't that? Like oh yeah, the, that's right. That's like the triple suplex, yeah, right? Yeah. And that was, yeah, that's super cool. I like I loved it. Very comparable to Benoit's triple German suplex. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so he was a number three wrestler. My number three character, uh, and I'm going to, this is strictly for longevity, uh, and because he retired this year, is going to be The Undertaker. Okay. As a character, he was my favorite when I was younger. Yeah. Well, one of my favorites. And uh, he's always had a great entrance. Yeah. No matter when, whether he was the like original Undertaker, yeah. like the Dead Man, whether he was Biker Undertaker, the American Badass, oh, Corporate Ministry Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> Corporate, I remember corporate that. Ministry, where he sacrificed Stephanie McMahon on the cross, uh, where he was Dead Man Inc., Big okay. Evil, yeah, yeah, and then again when he came back as like his original character, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, I didn't like that as much, but it was a good homage to his past. So he's number three as far as character goes okay. in the wrestlers. All right, I'll pick a character too, just because you uh, now that you've you're, you're prodding me. So number th- my <laughs> third favorite character was Mick Foley. Oh, I like that yeah. as a character. Mick Foley or Mankind? No, no, Mick Foley. Like when he. Oh wait, wait. Mick Foley, I guess, will encompass all all of his characters because yeah. he do love Cactus Jack. Mankind, but no, I I guess okay. So we could, but I my favorite was just near the end of his career when he was just like pulling out the sock, and then he was himself for a bit when he was the commissioner. Was just where he's wearing sweatpants all the time. Yeah, that was my favorite iteration of it. He did the least. He didn't do any crazy shit, but he was the funniest. It was my favorite character. I couldn't watch his matches really, but I could always appreciate the character and the gimmick. So yeah, mankind. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. And then I guess you might as well go to your number two for both. If you're going to do okay. both. So my number two wrestler, uh, this will be another controversial choice because you would expect him to be higher, but it's Bret Hart. Oh, number okay. two of all time. I love Bret Hart. It was like he, cause when we were kids, right? You did this too, right? We, we played wrestling. We always played yep. wrestling. So I got to like my brother and I would, you know, wrestle and beat each other up and obviously we weren't strong enough to do any of the crazy moves so i couldn't like power bomb him i didn't have an aj so i but i could always <laughs> do all the submissions so i would do a figure four on him but the best was the best was the uh the sharpshooter and i loved his character he was like he had like enough charisma but he was always in good matches and just you can tell he like lived his gimmick if you ever read his book and just the way he like talked about things and just listen to interviews and stuff. He's just like, yeah, 
I hated Shawn Michaels. I hated this. I didn't dislike that. And you couldn't tell. You could like, just like, yeah. I mean, you could tell. You're like, oh, yeah. He doesn't like this guy. So I really liked how he kind of, like, gave a shit about wrestling. So he's number two. And as a kid, he was, like, my favorite just because he was Canadian. I love the Heart Foundation. Both Very nice. All right, your turn. Uh, are you still going to do characters or just no? Yeah, I'll do characters, man. Why not? We're here. Okay, we'll do a number two for character number then. Number two, Shane O'Mac. Here comes the money. Here we go. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Yeah, man. You're, I didn't think I'd ever hear Shane McMahon in a top three wrestling Characters. anything. But. Dude, he was fantastic. He was, yeah, he's fantastic, but top three? I don't know. Characters. I'm, I'm talking about just like, you're talking about like wrestling characters. So I would say Shane O'Mac for sure. He had the best gimmick. He's like the okay. the, the boss's kid. He wasn't really a wrestler. And like every time he, like in the beginning, it just, you know how it is. He just get, uh, it's like, oh yeah, Shane's going to fight. It's like, oh shit. Oh no. And you didn't want to do any of the wrestling stuff. And then he eventually turned into like your hardcore Shane O'Mac. Yeah. It was great. So yeah, Shane McMahon, number number two for me. Okay, that's fair enough. You have your reasons. Uh, so my number two for wrestler, uh, like you, I had Bret Hart at number two. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to throw in a slash because you already used Bret Hart. Uh, I'm going to throw in Dean Malenko. Really? The the man of a thousand holds. <laughs> Actually, maybe it was a thousand and I think it was a thousand and one at one point. <laughs> The guy was dry as fuck. Like, he, he was the worst character ever. But he was actually really good to watch in the ring if yeah. you really watched him. Uh, so, yeah, he. I'll put him as a substitute number two. Um, just because you already picked Bret Hart. But I would pick Bret Hart as number two. Uh, my top, my number two character uh, is the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> uh, not only because... He had the whole garb, the hat, the glasses, the Slim Jim commercials. But he pretty much lived his character 24-7. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever saw him out of character. Yeah. Especially in those early years. Yeah. So he's definitely number two. Close close to number one, but he's going to be number two in my yeah, uh, my list here. I don't remember Macho Man enough uh, in his heyday with the WWF. Because I didn't watch enough wrestling, I think I wasn't lucky enough to have relatives that uh, were older and had credit cards and who'd order uh, pay per views. Or the pay per views, yeah. yeah. I'm like Jordan. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what's your okay? Who's your number one wrestler and character? <sighs> My number one wrestler. Okay, and this is wrestler, but you could probably even say character. So, fucking Kurt Angle. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I love. Did I take yours? Yeah, he's my number one oh, as well. Oh shit! But I'll, I'm sorry. I'll make another. I'll make another. No, that's okay, fine. Okay. We both agree. Yeah. We basically had the same three, two, one. Hey. We basically had the same three, two, one. Uh, I guess we'll both chime in on Kurt Angle here a little bit because he uh, he was a great wrestler. Great wrestler. Not, and he was an actual great wrestler. Yeah. He's a gold medalist. And his character was fantastic. He was. Remember when he when he so when he first. I remember when he first came into the WWF and he won the belt. You're just like, motherfucker, how did this guy do it? And you would literally, he was, I remember this. I would tune in. I'm just like, hey, we got to, he's got to lose this. There's no way. There's no way. He's just this newcomer. He's such a slimy prick. How is he winning it? And then he just kept winning it. And then eventually, I mean, obviously he got way better. And his, uh, but his promos were always good. I think I love that gimmick. Oh, yeah. Him yeah. And that uh, bit where it was him and, uh, and Stone Cold. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he had the little cowboy hat on. <laughs> the sheriff. Yeah, that was, that was, Stone Cold. That was one of Stone Cold's best, uh, best gimmicks, too, when he was paranoid and stuff. And it, he would look at his watch, yeah. and he wasn't wearing a watch. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, Kurt yeah. Angle. No, I love that guy. He was, I mean, he had the angle slam. He had the, yeah. you know, call the Olympic slam. He's a character. He had the, ang- the angle lock. Angle lock. <laughs> Did, uh, didn't he steal that from, no, Bob Backlund was a cross-faced chicken wing. I swear, though, That's I right, think yeah. Bob Backlund did like an early version of the uh, Kurt Angle gimmick. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so, I can see that. But he also, uh, he also did the, uh, the moonsault. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah. Broke his neck. No, no, that was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. That was Brock Lesnar who did the shooting star press and broke his neck. Yeah. Yeah, the angle. Because his opponent, because his opponent was like eighty feet across the ring. <laughs> Crazy. And my number one character of all time. Okay, if I had, if I had, if I had a uh, Shane number two, it's Vince number one, man. Okay, He's I can, I can respect that. The greatest character in all of wrestling, like it's just like had yeah, no, he might could be. never really work per se. But it was just like, man, I love Vince McMahon. Loved and hated him. I couldn't stand him. And then it's just, I think later on, it's just he's hilarious. Just the stuff he would pull off during the Raw broadcast. The grapefruits. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. As a character, <laughs> like Conor McGregor, his walk is the Vince McMahon walk. Yeah. Like he stole it from Vince McMahon. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, and that music, his music is uh, like a top three. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's uh underdog top three under what are you talking about man no it's, it's, i think most people when they think of music they're not they're, they wouldn't say vince mcmahon off the top but his <laughs> no chance in hell music is awesome it's unreal yeah i oh as, like this is how good it was i remember did you ever buy that video game uh wwf attitude oh yeah 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 you could make your own wrestler i would always use no chance in hell that was like, that was the most badass theme that was it <laughs> yeah it was a good theme so vince mcmahon is my number one character your turn. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, my number one wrestler again, like Brian, was Kurt Angle. My number one character is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah the, baby. He's styling, profiling, limousine riding. Man, I, best character by far. Uh, and another guy who pretty much lives his character. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe this guy wheels women around in limousines all the time <laughs> has thousand dollar shoes those robes are so so bright and colorful you love them he would get so worked up during some of his promos where he was like wearing a suit and stuff he started like <laughs> just like start freaking out having a heart attack it was fantastic i love when he'd elbow he'd just elbow drop his own suit jacket <laughs> he'd throw it down hit the ropes and just elbow drop the jacket for no reason <laughs> Did you did you buy the uh, Ric Flair? Hey, did you buy the Ric Flair book? I didn't know. Yeah, I'm not a big I reader. I bought that, but did you buy the Ric Flair box set? No, but I bought a Ric Flair T-shirt. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, I bought the box set. Like the, so the matches were kind of. Obviously, it was back when they thought that wrestling was real. So his matches yeah. were they were long, and they would often end in draws, and the oh, okay. The, so he wouldn't lose his belt, but then at the same time, the <laughs> local guy that they had that he had to uh, fight didn't lose any credibility either because you know he still mm-hmm. technically didn't lose to Ric Flair. So, yeah, man, it's interesting, man. Wrestling back in the day when it was more like a circus, 
Yeah. Totally different era, but yeah, Ric Flair, man. Ric Flair. The nature yeah, boy. and he is also part of one of possibly the greatest stables of all time, the Four Horsemen. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say Evolution. Well, that too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many great stables has he been in? Evolution, the Four Horsemen. God damn. Yeah. Hard to beat. Actually, you know what? If we we, we got to do a top three wrestling theme songs. Let's do it right now. Okay, number oh, th- Let's do it. No, no, okay. we got to do it. Okay. okay, number three. Off the cuff? Off, Off the, the cuff. cuff. Okay, you go first. All right. Hey, wait, wait. Are we going to exclude Rock and Austin from this as well? Cause... Uh, no, because they honestly, they were good, okay. but they weren't like, you know. Okay, number three for me was uh, yeah. whatever. The Chris Benoit walkout theme. <laughs> I wanted to get, you know what? I, would, I didn't have the like, is that Is that the one by Our Lady Peace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that they don't play anymore. I had, I, had I remember my last MMA fight. I didn't have the balls to do this, but I really wanted to come walk out to a whatever by Our Lady Peace. It was just like... Cause it was, it was, I mean, there's a, obviously there's like a stigma to that theme because it was to yeah. a, uh, a guy that killed his family, but I fucking yeah. love that theme. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. It's number three for okay. you. Uh, my number three, well, if we're not going to exclude him, I'm going to put Stone Cold. Really? Uh, mainly because of the glass shatter. Uh-huh. Uh, the glass shatter might be the greatest break in any wrestling moment. Like all of a sudden... There's a big crowd in the ring. Everyone's fighting. And all of a sudden, that glass shatters. And out comes yeah, Austin. You know and you're like, oh, he gets so pumped. Uh, <laughs> just because that glass shatter, that's number three top theme. Okay. Glass shatter. Um, okay. So, for me, number two, obviously, we'll just go. I'll, we should have said excluding Mr. McMahon's. Actually, you know what? Excluding No Chance in Hell. We can't, we can't mention that. Okay. okay so, number okay. two for me is the Evolution theme song. Oh, I that's so a good one. I so pumped up listening to that. This is like, I remember I would, I don't know. I would have it in my uh, when I'm running, right, or working yep. out. And then once that you hear that, uh, and then it's all of a sudden, and it's just like, yeah, I would have a strut. I would definitely have a strut yep. listening to that. It was fucking fantastic. That was a good theme, and it was by Motorhead, yeah, that, who also did Motorhead, a, Triple, yeah, Triple H's song, which is another great theme. Like it wouldn't be in my top three. Like it could be close if I had more time to think about it yeah. and do the research. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like again, that's a great theme. That's your number two, right? Yeah. Evolution. Number two. Uh, my number two is gonna be the Brothers of Destruction entrance. Oh, okay. Where it's the Kane yeah. piano, yeah. followed by the bang, and then when he was uh, basically bike undertaker at the time. So then that Limp Biscuit yeah, rolling yeah, would come yeah. in. Man, that got me pumped as well. <laughs> yeah, you would hear that organ. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, it was awesome. And then they just come; they both come like marching down to the ring. You're like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> Someone's gonna get messed up. Yeah, not yeah. a good theme. All right, so number one now. Oh man, number I backed one myself you. into a corner, but I'll I'll have to say it because this was the first theme song from wrestling that I fucking loved. Bret Hart. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. That one. Was, I would say oh that. Oh my too. god! When I was a kid, that was my. That had to be one of my favorite songs. It's just like I would listen to that. You get way pumped up because it's the Hitman, right? And then when you yeah. get part of the song, you start like throwing your hands up like this, you know, like what, what, what? Yeah, it was great. Number one, yeah. Bret Hart. Nice. Uh, okay. Well, my number one is gonna be the Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> <laughs> and strictly because when that music hits, you're just like, oh, there's that slow like. I don't know what is it like. Uh, I don't know. Is it drums or there's that slow beat that comes in? That's the guitar. 
It's a good. Is it guitar? Okay, yeah, the guitar. And then all of a sudden, it just like <laughs> then he starts just running out. It's like dun 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 dun. <laughs> so yeah, that's another music that would just get you amped if you're like in the arena. That's a good. That's definitely. So that'll be my number one. Fantastic. For so we did uh, top three pro wrestlers, not named The Rock and Stone Cold. We actually broke it up into three characters and three uh workers slash wrestlers and then we did uh yeah top three theme songs yeah. for wrestling so on the fly on the fly fantastic yep. so thank you thomas from peachland that was a fantastic uh, question that was a fantastic suggestion so you know keep keep mm-hmm. your suggestions coming guys all keep right coming let's uh go into another new segment well another new segment our first new segment in a while in a week this is our fan questions All right, so listener questions. These are all questions submitted by real life listeners to this podcast. Uh, it's hey, don't touch that pod at gmail.com. So, my first question I have for you, Jordan. I think it's for us. It's from, uh, let's see, who's this person? Raina. So, this uh, <laughs> individual has two questions for us. The first Perfect. one, do you want me? The first one's to me, so why don't I ask that and answer it? So, Brian, other okay, than. you ask that and answer it. Okay. So, Raina, uh, she asked, Brian, other than your friends, what do you miss about Edmonton slash Alberta? That's a fantastic question, Raina. I'm not going to lie. I, other than my friends and family, the thing I miss the most about Edmonton, there's two things, but the, the main one is Amazon Prime. So, you would think that Amazon Prime is the same everywhere else in the country. It's overnight delivery, two days at the most. But when you're when you uh, live out here in what they call the sticks, Amazon Prime takes a fucking week. So there's no point. You just basically you're paying for your Amazon Prime membership to get the videos and movies and the streaming and then the free delivery, but it's not it's not two days. It takes legitimately a week. So that's the biggest thing I actually miss about Edmonton. The second thing I've missed about Edmonton is finding bagels, good bagels. Uh, shout out to the bagel bar. I had no idea how much I missed those bagels until I went down to Edmonton for my surgery and uh, my wife ordered bagels and uh, I forgot them the first time. But the second time I brought them home and even being like almost a month old, frozen, they're still fantastic. Okay, so Jordan, uh, our listener Raina, she has a second question. It says, Jordan, how does it feel to be a loser at Jenga? <laughs> well, uh, it doesn't feel great. Um, Nothing is worse than pulling a block in Jenga and having that tower topple over. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Especially to somebody who, you know, just chirps you at home all the time and just disrespects you normally, you know? <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I feel I'm going to uh, get some practice in here real quick and uh, I'll avenge my losses. So is this person that um, is this person that you play Jenga? Is this person also using uh, used to falling down like a tower in certain places around the house as well? Yeah, like this person may topple like the tower, but just go down the stairs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Okay. So th- we hope you we answered your question there, Raina. Okay, second question I have from is from uh, Salish, um, our listener. 
She's got a freaking list. Okay. Sounds Holy sounds shit. hot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sounds hot for sure. She's got ten questions. Holy crap. Ten questions. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So I'll you answer, are these rapid fire? Yeah, rapid fire. Okay, you answer one, and then I'll answer one. Okay. Okay. So Jordan, if you're an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Ooh, I'm an animal. What kind of animal would it be? I think I'd be a great white shark. I was gonna say you're gonna be a shark. Why? Because I'm scared of the. I'm scared of big bodies of water. So if I was a great white shark, I'd feel nothing other than humans would kill me. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's an excellent answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so second question, uh, why can't Asians swim? <laughs> well, I guess that's to you. We, we can swim, all right? We just choose just not, not to. very well. We, it's when you combine swimming in open water with crushing anxiety, we don't swim well. That being said, I, like, I think my cousins can swim. I think it's just me who kind of st- – I used to take swimming lessons and stuff. And I was pretty good swimming in a pool, but as soon as you threw me in the open water, like that time we went swimming in your uh, at your wedding, that's when I, yep. I legitimately get scared. It's because like my feet can't touch the floor, and I don't know when they're gonna touch the floor. Well, that situation was super scary, but yeah. we'll save that story for another day, maybe. <laughs> uh, Jordan, so question number three: Why does Brian like Vessi shoes so much? Vessi shoes. Yeah. I'll answer that because they're waterproof. Okay, you better answer. And I could step oh, around oh, okay. and stomp in places that I normally. Is, what? Is that like a Croc? No, no, they're better than Crocs. Vessyshoes.com, oh. not a sponsor. Wouldn't wouldn't say no to a sponsorship, but they're completely waterproof. Like I, I they're so waterproof that when we go to the beach and I walk in the water, my daughter's like, "Daddy, don't do that. Your feet are gonna get wet." And I was just like, "No, they're not." <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you. Okay, so question four, Jordan. Do you like hanging out with your co-host more than your wives slash children slash fur kids? And she wants you to rank them. Uh, rank in that order? Yeah, okay. So I'll say short answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy hanging out with my co-host. Uh, in order, I'll say... Uh, I'm going to say... Not as much as hanging out with my child. So I'm going to say child at number one. Okay. Co-host at number two. Okay. Spouse at number three. Okay. <laughs> given that last, given one of the questions in here. And number four, I'm going to go with fur child. Fur child. So the oh, cat. The cat. Right. That's a distance for. Interesting. So I'm going to choose. A... <laughs> You're going to rank this? I'm, gonna I'm giving you an out by answer. Yeah. Thanks, Jordan. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, number five. Uh, Uncle Jordan, do you build Lego with Monroe? Uh, no, we don't have Lego. We have those mega blocks. Interesting. Mega blocks. And if I if I start building, Monroe topples my tower down because she knows I'm quicker than her at building. So Interesting. Um, let's see. What the fuck? <laughs> Question six. What color best represents your emotional state? Uh, black. I think I'll Black. leave it there. Bomb scare. Bomb scare. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, what Western culture, small town stuff or things in Penticton I find outrageous? People, food, stores, workout locations, weird things about small towns. Uh, the thing I find most outrageous in Penticton is the lack of cultural diversity. We'll leave it at that. 
I don't like being I don't like being people's first Chinese person they've seen in months in Penticton every time they see me. <laughs> oh shit. How is COVID life different in Penticton versus Edmonton? Um COVID life for me in Penticton is different compared to Edmonton is because I can now only see my friends on Zoom versus before I would see them whenever the hell I wanted because we would because we were allowed to hang out with people at the gym. Not anymore. So it's very, very similar. Finally, this is yours, Jordan. Okay. What do you... Oh, second last. What do you hope Santa brings you? What do I hope Santa brings me? Actually, you know what? Maybe we'll leave this for another episode. We can edit it oh, out. Leave it for our Christmas episode. Yeah, we'll maybe. leave that. Well, you know what? We'll save that question. All right. Thank you, okay, Salish. We'll that, that was a great Yes, thank questions. you, Salish. And Craig and Selena and Lydia. Oh, it was a mixture. It was from the family. It was from the family. And Brittany. And Brittany. Uh, okay. So, so <laughs> all right. So the second, our uh, third question comes from our listener, Daryl. And his question is, uh, how many five-year-olds could you realistically take in a fight? No weapons, open field, no rules. Open field, no rules. Do you want to answer this first? You answer first. Me? How many five-year-olds? Like, before I thought I could take, like, I was like, five-year-olds, no problem, man. Easy money, easy money. Now, like, after having to teach them in jujitsu and stuff, you know what? No, the answer doesn't change, stay the same. It would be, I think I could take on like 10 five-year-olds at the same time. At the same time. I would just, get, like, I think my aim is pretty good for my kicks. I would kick them all in the face. <laughs> I would kick them all in the face. If they got close enough, I would yeah. dump them and then stomp on them. But I think I think I could do 10, 11 maybe. And that's mainly just because if anything passed that, I would get too tired. What about you, hmm. Jordan? You know what? Um... I definitely think more than 10. <laughs> like, I think I I was thinking about this. A five-year-old couldn't like even a five-year-old like knew how to punch. A, I don't think he'd be able to hit me in the face. No. And B, I don't think his punches would hurt all that much. No. So I feel like a knee or kick to the face of each one of these little perk punks. Um, I'm going to say at least 30. No, there's no way. Oh yeah, if they Dude, come in swarms, so you I'd would get... be backhanding each little kid. No yeah, yeah, but what if they all came I, at the hey, same time? I have a. If they all came at the same time, well, what are they gonna do to me? They'll just jump at on most, your back at, and start biting you. Listen, if they okay, oh okay, I guess biting. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A kid jumps on my back, I'll throw him to the ground like a little turd. You know, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, like, we were just talking about wrestling when the Undertaker comes to the ring and there's like 20 guys that'll start running to him. Big boot, punch, <laughs> big boot. <laughs> At least like 15 would go down Dude, like how that. How many people is 30? That's the entire Royal Rumble. Exactly. And, but they're all like, it's like fighting all 30. All at the same time. There's no like time limit. You don't have time but to But they're, they're five-year-olds. They're five-year-olds, Dwayne, Brian. No. I think you have too much confidence in your ability. There's got to be a simulation of this we can do somehow. All right. Uh, last question. I think, Jordan, you checked the email account? I do. I, this this was uh, actually texted to me oh, okay. on the private line. Uh, this is by Jordan E. Uh, he has two questions for us. Uh, the first one is, what is our biggest failure 
And what did we learn from it? Oh, shit. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. My biggest failure. And what did I learn from it? This is tough, right? Okay, so I've obviously my biggest failure professionally was probably getting fired for the first time. Um, and I like I'm probably still dealing with some of the, yeah. That, okay, so my biggest failure professionally was definitely getting fired. What did I learned from it, it's like, I think the thing I learned was like you can't take breaks. It's just like at the end of the day, you you can't be happy or you can't just assume things so to me it's just i couldn't just be happy with where i am i can't just always just basically just show up and have that quote-unquote security of a uh of a government job you know there were a lot of things that at the end of the day the reason i got fired was the guy was just my i didn't get along with my boss at the end of the day i think that was it but for me it was also just like just not showing up in a sense to like just mentally being ready and always wanting to to not just do your best job but just progress and i think that's something i learned is just everything you do you need to be have a goal and have like just some sort of standard and it can't be just it's not just a standard that someone else imposes on you you know like oh yeah I, i'm gonna do my best because that's what's required of me it's just like no if i don't do a good job at this if i don't go kind of above and beyond because i that's just kind of how i want to be then it's not going to like I'm not going to be successful. So that's kind of the thing I learned is just like always, always kind of like you can always a you can always work harder, right? I don't think I learned that. I was just reminded. But b it's just like you have your own brand. At the end of the day, you represent you, and if you you know it doesn't matter if you're not necessarily being compensated for that, but you have a reputation to uphold and maintain. So for me, that was the biggest thing I learned. Just always remembering that. So that was that would be my biggest failure as a professionally. My biggest failure was probably getting knocked out in 15 seconds. But and the thing I learned about that was uh, get a coach. Don't try to coach yourself. <laughs> I thought you had. Wasn't James your coach? Well, let's be real. No, he was. But like, okay, okay. <laughs> he was. Your, well, he ran your camp. Like, we'll say. Well, so the you... series. Okay, sorry. Th- that's a lie. Okay, it's not get a coach. But like, it's just like I think. At the end of the day, the thing I learned from that is there's times where you should be focused on what your weakest at and always trying to get better. And there's times where you should always focus on your strengths. And at the end of the day, if you focus on your strengths, you make people adjust to you, I think. If you focus on your weakness, you're always trying to adjust to people. So at the end of the day, you should believe in what you do best. You should always basically have people come to your area. You should be competent in your weaknesses right acknowledge them but you should always just try to make your strength so strong that it doesn't matter what your weakness is so that's the thing i kind of learned it's just really i would have focused more on that in that uh, quote-unquote camp i would have focused more on my striking at the end of the day it's just like yeah submissions are great submission defense is really good takedown defense is awesome but i should have probably worked on my striking to the point where it didn't matter if I got taken down because they weren't getting that close right so that's kind of what I learned focus on your strengths I also think you could have come out <laughs> be less of a slow starter <laughs> that too I remember right before you went out you're like guys I'm a slow starter just let me weather the storm you we're like you got it 15 seconds in I was like Brian <laughs> I don't think you're weathering the storm <laughs> get up <laughs> anyway that's true uh <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, for me, uh, off the top of my head, I'm sure I've had a lot of failures in life, but uh, the two that stick out most in my brain are uh, in grade 11, I failed physics 20 horribly. You failed physics I think I got, like, 20? In t- yeah, I failed physics 20 in grade 11. Uh, and I got like a horrible score. It was like 20%. It was rough. Holy shit. I think at one point I just stopped trying. It could have contributed. Clearly. Uh, I did go on to like pass physics later <laughs> in uh, post uh, post high school schooling. <laughs> and then uh, uh, was that my, one of my more community college. No, I think it was uh, it was at Nate actually. Oh, really? They had like a up- upgrading program there. Okay. Uh, and then my <laughs> biggest failure that I can think of that really stands out to me, it really burns me, is in our League of Kings uh, fantasy football league. Uh, I lost in back to back years in the finals, <laughs> but one year I lost to you after chirping you and saying there's no way I'm going to lose. Ended up costing me a like a buying you a championship belt. It was great. And I also lost a bet to our friend James, uh, who didn't even dress a kicker. I don't even know if he dressed a defense. I don't think he dressed a kicker. And he uh, he beat me that week as well. So it also cost me a little bit of money. So that's one of my biggest failures to date. So what did you that learn? really sticks with me. That's the other part of the question. <laughs> <I> learned- <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I for the physics one, I learned uh, you got to pay more attention when you're in school. <laughs> Don't fucking dog it. And uh, in the fantasy football one is uh, fucking do a better job managing my teams, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. I beat you that anyway. year and I had Antonio Brown hurt. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I don't want to talk. About, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Next question is. Uh, he gets a bit wild on this one. Oh no! Uh, but he uh, he sent it in. Gave us his full real name, so we'll answer it. How much money would it take for you to suck a glory hole dick? <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm assuming to climax. Oh my god! So I'll let you start. Oh god. Hmm. Brian, it's probably best if you. It's probably best if you say amount that's over a hundred bucks. Even though I know you'd probably do it for less. <laughs> Fuck you, man! I get, no, I don't know, man. I okay. So let's say hypothetically, I said a billion dollars. So, a billion dollars. On one hand, it's just sort of like, yeah, of course, why not? I would, I would totally do that, right? For a billion dollars to change my life, to change my family's life. Hmm. On the other hand, I got to tell my son one day, yeah, you know how you have this nice house and shit? Daddy had to suck a dick. Mm-hmm. And do you, go ahead. would it make a big difference if uh, nobody knew about it? So, like, you had to do it, but no one's ever going to find out. I would always know, though, right? I don't know. <laughs> well, you, would, you wouldn't have to tell your son. Just, anyway, we'll answer the question. Are you going to say a billion bucks? I'm going to say, no, I wouldn't do it. Oh, you have no. That's not the question. How much money? Like, how much money would it take? Okay, a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Okay, well, let's be realistic. Hundred million. <laughs> Hundred million. You're being that's your realistic amount. Okay. Uh, is it my turn? Fifty bucks. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, no, um, no. Okay, sorry. 
Okay, obviously it, it would go lower. Okay, we'll say ah fuck it, no no, I'll leave it a hundred million. Go ahead, go ahead, I cut you off. Uh, I think, especially if no one knew about it, probably five hundred k. I don't know, like five hundred k is a lot of money. Yeah, I know, but you would have to know. I'm gonna say the minimum amount. It'd be hard. Like I, I think right now I'd say five hundred k. But like when I'm in this situation, I just see like a dick hanging out the side of a <laughs> hole in a stall somewhere. I'd probably be like, no, no, no. I gotta get paid more than this. Uh, no, it'd have to be. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm gonna. I'll, uh, a realistic amount would be five million dollars, tax free. No, fuck you, money man. If somebody gave you a blank check, you would just say, yeah, $5 million. Do you, do you know how little you can do with $5 million? Yeah, you'd be okay. You, okay, okay, Richie Rich. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? Dude, I, I would do, I mean, like, granted. But, like, yeah, wouldn't you want some fuck you money? At the end of the day, do whatever the hell you want. Buy a fucking podcast company. Buy a media company or something. You can do that with $5 million. You should be- yeah, I, like, I think you're looking at it as... Uh, how much money would you expect to do it? I'm looking at it. The guy's forcing you to do it. He's like, I'm going to give you a sum of money. What's the minimum amount of money you're going to do it for that you can get away with? Oh, God. All right. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's no real right answer. No. No, we're whores either way at the end of the day. That's exactly that's kind of it. All right. Well, that, that was rather depressing. It was. That was rather depressing. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, Jordan E. from... Uh, Edmonton. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, on that, I actually, I think his his amount would actually be a lot lower. Sounds like. It. Yeah, I think his would be in the thousands, probably. Four digits. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, on that happy note, to uh, okay, on that happy, <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked. All right, let's go to da- <laughs> let's go to dad vlog. All right, Jordan, I'm still recovering from that last segment, but uh, I'll explain what dad blog is. So dad blog is Jordan and I's uh, journeys in parenting, you know, and we're sharing it with you, the listeners, not for you to for any advice, but this is just if you're having a kid, this is what to expect. This is what other dads do. And basically, so you don't feel bad about your own parenting. Um, why don't we have you start with this, Jordan? Uh, okay. Yeah, mine's not really a story, but it's more of a a topic okay it's uh lately monroe has been watching paw patrol i think i've talked to you a little bit about this show uh the premise of the show is this kid apparently has all these dogs that can do pretty much fantastic things really if you think about it they can drive vehicles the rider doesn't do anything uh but these other puppies they can do a lot so monroe's addicted to this show so much so that all she ever does is sing the song and it's like it says i want to call Ryder. i want to call Ryder." i was like Ryder doesn't exist i don't know i can't call him like i'm she just yells at me i want to call Ryder. i want to call Ryder. but uh from the little research i've done this Ryder kid is pretty much an asshole yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoil he's a spoiled little rich kid his parents are nowhere to be found. Yeah. Just controlling these little dog puppies. Yeah. Well, I don't dogs know. Are puppies. Uh, it's I know it's puppies I, and dogs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a show that shouldn't be on TV anymore. 
and I highly regret letting my daughter watch it. Yeah. No, Paw Patrol is a hot shit, man. That's okay. But mm. th- if you think about it, all the adults on that show are fucking useless. Oh, they are like mayor. The mayors are brutal. Yeah. Like, let's call this kid and his dogs. Yeah, that's this is <laughs> our last. This is our last line of defense. Really, mm-hmm. a kid in their like what? Yeah. If if you want to go for a like a dog show, like a kid friendly dog show, yeah. Puppy Dog Friends on Disney Plus okay. is a good alternative. Okay, has uh, Rolly and Bingo. They're two dogs that basically save the day with their super smart collars they have. Are they donations? No, they're pugs, I believe. Okay. Rolly? They kind of look like little little pugs. Okay. But anyway, that's my little two cents on dad vlog today. Don't let your kids watch this Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol show or it'll become walking zombies to it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, my dad vlog's a little more... <laughs> oh, fuck. God, I'm so, I feel wrong bringing this up after our incredible uh fan questions but yeah my my dad blog uh so this is kind of gonna be a bit of a not a downer but so before this taping of this podcast uh salish and i were we had this we had a memorial it was a like a christmas memorial put on by the briar patch uh they're insured park they also put on the baby um baby steps walk to remember so for a lot of like obviously a lot of you guys don't know this and i haven't really shared this with people outside of our friend group but uh back in 2019 uh Salish and i lost our our middle daughter enya and we lost her at 28 weeks so for people who aren't familiar with pregnancy so 28 weeks is basically your th- start of your third trimester so when you are expected to have uh so basically when you a lot of things a lot of times like you're expected to miscarry the highest chance of miscarry is going to be the first trimester the first three months of your baby being born um and then after that you're pretty much in the clear so the fact that we had to go we got two trimesters and then into the third one that we lost our kid was a pretty big deal for us and we had uh so we had the this memorial over zoom I light a candle and we said our, our daughter's name. I don't know why I brought this up, but I think it's just, just to remember, like, I think it's okay for then okay. It's, you don't need my blessing or anything, but people, I think for me at first, when I, uh, before we lost our kid, I would always kind of just be in disbelief. You had people who had, I had friends who had miscarriages after the first trimester. So the first three months, it's just like when they told me they had a miscarriage and they said they were like, feeling bad about this i would always kind of be a dick i'd be like yo you're like statistically this is when it would happen a lot of times you would lose babies and you don't even know you're pregnant right so i would be like kind of an asshole about it it's like of you know like just you know you fall off the horse get back on the horse again right and you don't even think about it but then then we lose anya so i was just like holy shit right it's not like it was the first trimester thing like i was kind of expecting if we lost a kid it would be around that time and then it was just kind of like i, I obviously it was devastated when it happened and then after that happened it was just like you stopped i stopped comparing like yeah on one hand it was like oh yeah you know it was a big big deal to lose your kid that late into a pregnancy but then for every kid that gets lost in that pregnancy you have somebody who loses their kid within the first six months of the kid being born you know 
like losing to SIDS and whatnot. So for every kind of, you can't really compare. And tonight's memorial kind of reminded me of that, right? It wasn't just people who lost their babies because of uh, miscarriage or stillbirths or uh, SIDS. You had people who lost their kids as well. So I think like the reason I bring this up is just at the end of the day, it's just like, it doesn't matter. So if you don't ever feel guilty, if you're listening out there, I don't go there, but you know, if you ever feel shitty that you lost your kid early, but then like feel kind of guilty because, Oh, it could be always be worse. It's just like, well, yeah, I can always be worse, but that doesn't make the, the feelings you feel any less significant. You know, it's sort of like, you ever remember that Chris Rock? Uh, I think it was like his first comedy special. You and I must have been in junior high or something. But he said for every <laughs> uh, for every like black guy that was out there, there's like a Native American willing to kick his ass. You know, he was talking about boxing. <laughs> but it's the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't ever don't ever belittle your experience. And especially as a dad that this happened to, it's just like, yeah, like you should just, the holidays are rough, especially when you, you know, one of the things we were going to do to remember Anya, we were going to buy like a gift and then donate it to a charity. Right. But it was based mm-hmm. on her age. So she would have been one and a half or one. or Okay. Yeah. So we would have bought something, you know, suitable for a two year old and then we would have donated it. And then when she turned two and then eventually she would have been like 10. Yeah. But then it's just like, holy so, shit, that makes that, that's just more fucking depressing. Cause it's like, yeah, these are all gifts my kid can't play with. Right. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember, yeah, it's going to be tough. And if you have lost your kid, you know, like, don't don't feel bad about feeling bad that it was only, you know, oh, yeah, I only lost him in the first trimester. But I guess I shouldn't feel bad because I, I should expect this. It's like, no, nah, man, feel your grief for every yeah. for every black person or for every Chinese person out there. There's a Thai person willing to kick my ass. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. And at the end of the day, loss is loss. Exactly. Like, no matter no sense in comparing. How you, how you, yeah, how you try to compare anything. Yeah. Loss is loss no matter what stage it is. So yeah, exactly. If you need to grieve, grieve and yeah. talk to someone if you need to. Exactly. Anyway, so uh, yeah, a somber end to dad, dad blog. Mm-hmm. Hopefully next week will be a bit better. But yeah, anyway, that was, I thought I'd share that. Uh, I thought I'd share that versus another shit story with Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is way better than that anyway. I suppose. A little bit of awareness for people too. Yeah. So don't feel bad, dads out there. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's like, our job's pretty much biologically done after that magical night. Or it's in in my in, <laughs> yeah, well. in, in the case of uh, the birth of my daughter, that exhausting night because you were training and stuff. Yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's cool. Hop on me, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, but it's good. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's good to uh, talk about it a little bit because it's kind of, uh, I think nowadays, I don't want to say it's it's probably not as taboo as it was maybe 10 years ago or probably about a lo- lot longer. Like I think, uh, especially me, I was kind of naive when I was a bit younger on how often uh, that type of thing actually happens. Yeah. And then as you get to the point where you're starting to have kids, you hear about it. Not all the time, but it's more common than I was ever led to believe or ever thought it did. So yeah, no, it is it is good to have a little bit of awareness out there for people that do need uh, do need the support and help from going through one of those events. Yeah, definitely don't feel bad about talking about it. Find somebody that you can talk to. But uh, yeah, man, mm-hmm. it's way calm. Every time I tell people this, I'm just like, 
for the most part, somebody has like, oh yeah, this also happened to someone that I knew. And yeah. Whatnot, so. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Mm-hmm. Dad blog, surprisingly Dad blog. emotional. Okay, let's uh, finish off. Let's go to our last, uh, <laughs> our last segment. Let's finish off the beer review. Okay, Jordan. So you had the uh, rogue. What was it? Rogue output. I had the rogues roost. Okay. It was an IPA from uh, the PEI Brewing Company. Okay. In uh, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Um, it was a six percent beer, and Brian, it was delicious. So the next time that I see you, I can buy. A I really beer. enjoyed it. Oh, for sure. In I'm the summer. You can't. I'm just. In the summer, well, we'll see. Depending on what kind of a mood I'm in. If I want to drink more than one, I might need you to buy like the lighter Coors. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is a solid beer. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.1. Interesting. And for our loyal listeners, they'll know this is my first beer that's over, that's in the sevens. That's not a six point something. Interesting. So it's a good beer. Mm-hmm. It is a good beer. I really enjoyed it. So I'm purchasing it was it? I'd buy it again. More, yeah, you would definitely buy it again. Was it more or less expensive than the Germany German purity law beers? Here's the thing: I don't know because I didn't buy it. It was left in my fridge by someone. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Who? who I, yeah. Okay, I should. I don't know. That. I don't know. Should have known that. Was it you that left no, it here? Not. I would have remembered buying something like that. Okay. Well, whoever left the Rogues Roost at my house. Thank you, because it was a delicious beer, and I will, I will drink it again. All right. Okay, so I had the uh, thank you for that, Jordan. I had the Vertical Winter Ale from the Tree Brewing Company, and so from zero to Pink Whitney, this would be a two point eight. This was definitely Ooh, okay. inferior to the Granville Island Lions Winter Ale. It definitely feels like a knockoff. This feels like the made okay. in China version. So it was kind of, it was weird. You drink it and then you would taste water, carbonated water. It's not very strong. So I don't know if it's just like my, my taste buds have been less or more desensitized to beer. But yeah, this is like a 2.9. You can, you can safely, if you were left to choose between this or Granville Islands Lions Wind Trail, go pay the extra or no, no, those are the, probably the same price. Just buy the other one, man. Buy the other one. So no good is what you're saying. It's okay is what I'll say. It's okay. It's still better than uh, than the Bud Heavy I have in my fridge. But <laughs> okay, yeah, not better than the original. Well, they're not all going to be winners. Not all going to so. be winners. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our that's our episode for the week. It's longer than yeah. we thought it would be. I think we're yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, we're tracking on an hour and a half. So probably a little bit more glory hole talk than I'd like to talk I, about, but. Hope we never talk about glory holes, sucking dicks, <laughs> or how much I would need to be compensated to suck a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. not. So yeah. again, you guys, if you have any questions, any suggestions, hey, don't touch that pod at gmail.com. Our next episode is going to be our Christmas episode. We're going to have a special guest, and then we're going to take a bit of. Well, I don't know if we're going to take a break. We'll see. But yeah, Christmas episode next week. So be sure to tune into that. Anything you want to add, Jordan? Uh, no, I uh, think you pretty much covered it for now. Yeah, so if you like this episode or the ones before it, leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, 
What else? We got Stitcher. Yeah, I don't know wherever else you yeah, can yeah, get wherever it. You, yeah, Overcast. I yeah, think. Overcast. Wherever you get your podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, hope you're having a good night, good day, good morning, good afternoon, whatever. Peace. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. We'll talk to you guys later.